Hello. Geordie, how are we going? Thumbs up from Geordie, all good. <laughs> Hello, church family. Uh, I'm Renee. I'll, I'll start, start in a bit of prayer first. Let's pray. Lord God, um, Lord, Lord Father, I just pray that the uh, congregation laugh at my jokes. <laughs> and Lord God, whatever, whatever is mine, I just pray that it never be seen or heard again. And Lord God, whatever is yours, yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory now and forever. Amen. I'd like to uh, thank our elders first for uh, entrusting me with sharing today. And um, so thank you so much. Um, I've only got 15 minutes, but in that time, I guess what I'd like to do is uh, share with you a bit of a story. And um, it's funny that this story um, has a strong link to what Jack just said. Um, Galatians 5, Fruits of the Spirit. Uh, my story is about a day that I went uh, to Sydney. Now, I know that uh, the next equip is in Sydney, but I really don't like Sydney. <laughs> um, nonetheless, I'm hoping that this story will be a bit of an encouragement to you. Um, and I'm hoping that at the end it will spur you into action. Anyway, I don't like Sydney. Uh, Sydney is busy, it's smelly, it's dirty, it's not organised in a grid. It's more like a spaghetti bowl. <laughs> and, um, you know, and what's worse, Jack, is that you can't get coffee. Not for, not for love or money. <laughs> anyway, 23 years ago, I went to, uh, to Sydney before I was a Christian and before the most beautiful green eyes walked into my life. <laughs> or, or should I say they announced themselves in my life. Anyway, I went to Sydney and uh, these things uh, were on. Now, um, the funny thing about Sydney at this time was that uh, there were tens of thousands of people on the street. Uh, everywhere there were people, but the roads were clear. There was nobody on the roads. And so um, I went to Sydney and there was nobody on the roads and I parked right in front of the Powerhouse Museum, and literally right in front of it, free parking, um, and I walked into this massive hall. There was nobody there, you could hear a pin drop, and um, it was so quiet. And from an invisible glass ceiling, hanging from invisible wires, encased in an invisible per, per, per what's the word? Glass, perspect glass, thank you. I saw this. It's the Codex Lesista. It's some of the writings and drawings of El Maestro himself, Leonardo da Vinci. It dates to about the year 1510. It is a collection of his scientific writings and it provides an insight into one of the most inquiring minds that humanity have ever seen that brought about the Renaissance. Um, what is really fascinating about this work is that it links art and science and the creativity of the scientific process. In this particular section, it's not so clear up there, but what he's trying to do is he's trying to understand and work through and thinking about the luminosity of the moon. He's asking questions. He's asking, why is the sun brighter than the moon? Why are there sections of the moon that are not as bright as other sections? And he's making hypotheses. He's hypothesizing maybe it's covered in water. Anyway, 
mind blown, and there was nobody in this room. That afternoon, again, there was nobody, uh, no cars on the street, and I parked right in front of the State Library of New South Wales. Crowds of people everywhere outside, but in the library there was nobody. And um, I parked in front, and in glass cases, in a hall of marble and wood, this is what I saw. Now, it's a bit old, and it's a bit faint, and you also need to start reading it from right to left. You can't read it left to right. So, um, Clint, can I borrow your Bible? Yeah. Thanks, Clint. This is the same Bible that uh, I think everybody in the room should have. So I, um, I walked into this uh, massive hall, and uh, let me translate what's up there on the screen for you. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. I guess, church family, that is the word of God. Genesis 1, verse 1 to 2. Dead Sea Scrolls estimated to be somewhere between 2,100 and 2,300 years old in existence before the time of Jesus. This 2,000-year-old parchment says the same thing as the, as the Bible that I borrowed off Clint and that's in your hand on your lap or at home or on your, on your laptop or on your phone. My mind was blown. And I was not a Christian. Genesis 1 and the description of the creation, it is a poem. It's like a wave that breaks upon the sand and it's all about the Lord God. God is the divine source of everything. He stands apart from everything as creator. An eternal, uncreated God with no beginning, with no end, and he merely speaks a word of command and he brings about everything else that exists. The heavens and the earth in this passage refer to the whole of creation. It is God's creation, and then he declares it as good. And only that only merely highlights his own incomparable goodness, wisdom, justice, mercy, and love. Now these are only a few thoughts on Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Chapter 3 is cut out a bit, so we haven't even got there. The Olympics. Back to the Olympics. There's always somebody who will jump higher. There's always somebody who will run faster. And there's always somebody who will be stronger. And every month, 
I mean, Galileo, I mean, not Galileo, sorry, Leonardo got it wrong. There will always be new scientific and mathematical and technological breakthroughs that will expand our understanding of how things work. But it is the word of God that simply stands apart, unchangeable, incomparable, simply incomparable. So, this is my encouragement to you. Please read your Bibles. Learn how to love your Bibles. Cherish them. There are people who do not have access to the Bible. And love, learning to love your Bible is an action. It was demonstrated by Jesus. It is an act of the will. Jesus prayed, not my will, but your will be done. There are 1,189 verses in the Bible. If you were to read one verse a day, that would take about five minutes. It would roughly take you about three years and three months to go through it. And if you read it for five minutes a day, that's how long it would take. What if you paired it with five minutes of prayer for a total of ten minutes? Our sister Nicole, is Nicole here? Nicole uh, gave us a short message on prayer this time last year. So please go and re-listen to that on the church website. And those three years are going to pass anyway. And in three years of reading your Bible, will your heart, will your mind, and will your soul, will they be faster? You think they will be stronger? Will they soar higher? Will you be a clanging gong? Or will you be more like Galatians chapter 5? Will you be more loving? Joyful, peaceful, patient, kind, generous, faithful, gentle, and self-controlled. I suspect that you will know the wondrous and unchangeable Lord better through knowing his word. And so, church family, please, I encourage you to read your Bibles. Thank you. Wonderful. Wonderful.